Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle the Dooch and Pete. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I am really, really well. It's been a fantastic week for celebrity romances. So it really, we have a lot. We have a, a lot lot's happened this week. <laughs> it really has. So we've got Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet possibly rekindling their love. Are you happy about this? I'll be honest with you, Grania. I'm one of I think I'm in the minority that I I'm not happy. I want Lisa Bonet to upgrade. I think she can do better. I think she had her time with him. Mm-hmm. I think it was great. I think they broke up peacefully. They consciously uncoupled. It was wonderful. I'm saying move on. I'm saying upgrade. Yeah. She can do a lot better than him. What about you? I I agree with you. I think she has such exquisite taste in men. I'm like excited to see where she goes next. Yeah. I think it's a bit Yonville to go back to Momoa. And also, let someone else climb that tree. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Spread spread the love around. Yeah, I agree. So I'm hoping that, I'm hoping as much as we're the, as much as we're the podcast of romance, we want them to break up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> February was over, guys. The month of love is done. Me and Grania are done with it. <laughs> what else have we had happening this week? Uh, then we had Kanye releasing the video. With Ooh. the dummy of passing dummy of Pete Davidson's head. Of Pete Davidson bearing and Kim also becoming legally single. She's officially on the market, guys. Oh, I think she's taken already, but uh, she is officially single. She hasn't changed her name on her Instagram, I've noticed. It still says Kim Kardashian West, but legally she is just Kim Kardashian again. This may all change by the time this comes out yeah. on Friday. It's a moving story. It's it's a moving storm, yeah. And also, Kanye's now just dating that boring. He's got he's gone really downhill in terms of interest. I mean, you remember where I was with him and Julia? Oh. I was cloud nine, my friend. Just loved every second of it. Mm. And this is all like, bruh, 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 bruh. it's really it's Dullsville, Him dating the the Kim clone. What I, are you? What are your thoughts on the video as well? I really, really, really hated it because I hated people's reaction to it. I saw quite a few men on Twitter saying, "Oh well, imagine how you'd feel about or like somebody stealing your wife," and it just felt a lot like ownership and about like between two men over who got to oh, own Kim. And I found it, it gross. Totally is. That's and that's been the backbone of everything Kanye's been doing since this whole sort of scandal stupid scene started is this kind of ownership of he's with my wife he keeps sort of I always find it really weird when people refer to their exes in a current word like that's my wife or that's my husband when you're either in the process of breaking up or in this case already it's really weird to me I've had friends do that when they refer to their ex-boyfriend as well she slept with my boyfriend and I'm like he's not your boyfriend anymore because they slept together and that's why you guys split up so I don't I always find like a really disconnect in the brain it freaks me out and also kind of say to listeners at home me and Grania had a conversation before we started recording that involved some bad things you read on Twitter combined with this I think you just got to get off Twitter Grania yeah. <laughs> 
just, there's just not good things to be read on Twitter. Because yes, the responses on Twitter to this are not good. Don't read them. Listeners, don't read them unless you want to be incredibly angry and take it out on someone you love, probably. Misplaced anger. But today's your boyfriend's birthday, so I'm terrified that your anger towards these horrible men on Twitter is going to be projected onto him when he does not deserve it. I not boyfriend, your fiance. Is that what you, what do you want to break up with this week? Is there anything in particular aside or is it just men on Twitter? I think men on Twitter is what I want to break up with. Straight men on Twitter. You seem to be okay. Straight men on Twitter. Anything else? Get them off Twitter until we can figure out what the hell is going on. It's weird. I don't, do you ever wonder like why like straight women and straight men are still trying to like make it happen? Because (laughs) like, why are we doing this? We don't seem to really like each other very much. I don't know why we keep trying to force this narrative. Like we all seem, they seem to really hate us and the feeling's mutual. So I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> How did this become the norm? This is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Is there anything you're in love with this week? Um, I'm in... <laughs> We've been so negative. I know, this is so bad. No, I'm in love with, I'm in love with award shows. We're in the Same. middle of the award show season. Yes. I absolutely love it. Gorgeous people. I was going to bring that up. Gorgeous, mysterious people on the red carpet looking fabulous. Cheekbones, bright dresses, jewels. Love it, love it, love it. I think now more than ever, we need a little bit of escapism and this. Why not? Glamour is what will save the day. I'm not going to lie. I miss the Golden Globes. I do miss them. I realize they're problematic, but as an award show, they were wonderful. So I'm so looking forward to the Oscars. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite time. And one day, Grania, one day, one day, it'll be you and I hosting that. Oh. It'll just be me and you on the stage at the Oscars pointing out all the old couples saying like, we miss you when you two were together. What happened? Listen to episode 153 and we talk about it. (laughs) Well, speaking of glamorous, beautiful people... I am so excited mm-hmm. about our guest. He is so gorgeous, so fabulous. He's like a straight guy I can tolerate. And I don't I say agree. that lightly. Especially today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have our fantastic guest, the incredible comedian, comedy writer, Robin Morgan. The, the way they were. were. He is just annoyingly prolific. I cannot describe him any other way. He's one of those people that you're like... It is a testament to how much I like you and how much of a good person you are that you're not irritating because you're so brilliant at everything. He is like one of the best comedy writers around and also annoyingly one of the best comedians around and he's a bloody adorable little Welsh boy. I hate him. At the same time. It's the worst. It's the worst. Please welcome Robin Morgan. So Robin, before we hear your guest, we're a very romantic podcast. Are you, do you think you, are you a romantic guy? Yeah. Are you a fan of romance? I like romance, yeah. I'm a fan. Um, you, um, I, I, you, you don't have to tell the story if you're really bored of it, but I was just thinking today, your engagement story is adorable. Are you bored of talking about it? I'm not bored of talking about it. I'm a very arrogant man. <laughs> That's um, your engagement story, Robin. Lay it on you, me. I'll give you the very short version. So, me and my then-girlfriend had booked a holiday to New York in 2014 at Christmas time and I thought then was a good time to propose so I bought a ring and I on the flight out I didn't want to put it into my big suitcase because I thought suitcases get lost so I put it into my backpack 
arrived in New York, got a taxi to the Airbnb where we were staying. Um, because I'm desperate for everyone to like me, I helped the taxi man get our suitcase out of the boot. And then the car drove off and I realised that my backpack was on the back seat with the ring in it. So okay. that drove off. Then I was probably not a very happy person for the next 12 to 16 hours on the day that I was planning to propose to my uh, great, girlfriend just being a, just being a ratty piece of shit and then managed to because it was an uber managed to contact the dude he managed to bring the bag back to me that evening so we were just like we tried to go out for dinner at the river cafe but i wasn't wearing a jacket so they didn't let me in so we were stood outside having our sort of dinner plans kind of fucked but then got the bag back um got the ring uh and turned to jenny i was about to get down onto one knee and then she went down to one knee and proposed <gasps> to me and she'd been planning it there for the same trip Oh my god! Right? Was her ring better? It was better. <laughs> I mean, it had been on her person for the whole trip, so yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So now you, were you both just kneeling down in a filthy New York street? Yeah, That's yeah, how you yeah knew. totally. Like, either she went down to Winnie, and then I sort of, like, because she said, Will you marry me? And then I didn't, I don't think I said yes. I think I just then lunged down. Like, so we were kind <laughs> of both. Did everyone like, think you were starting a flash mob? I think it was so. 2014. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we were the first flash mob. I think we started it. <laughs> That's incredible. Congratulations. I presume you two are married now, being uh, that was some time ago. I uh, divorced two years ago. No, no. We, <laughs> right, uh, yeah, I've been married for three and a years. Oh, yeah. lovely. We do have a little Mr. Romance on our hands here, yes. Gronya. You're right. Yes. Well, we have an expert tonight. Okay, I'm intrigued. So our couple, Chantel, okay. found love in the dreamy romantic year of 2003. Were we ever that young? Let's take ourselves back. It was a year Finding Nemo is released. The war in Iraq begins and Apple launches iTunes. But we don't care about that. We care about two young dreamers finding love together. So, romance, here we come. Right back where we started from. Romance. (laughs) Please stop. Yo, see... (laughs) This young couple. <laughs> Romance, can... you what, this young couple? Yo, see, this young couple. Yo, see. <laughs> Yo, see, this young couple. That was beautiful, by the way, Grania. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, can can think... we buy that on iTunes, the newly invented <laughs> iTunes? So, wait, were you, was that song meant to be a real song? <laughs> <laughs> or did you just make up a little ditty? Was that meant to be a song that I know? It's an old Irish Celtic love song. <laughs> did you replace words of a real song with new words? Or is that the actual lyrics of the song? Were you getting into a vibe? Were you suddenly sort feeling of. like, where are my hipster bootcut jeans that I could wear this <laughs> while I bopped this song? Sort of. <laughs> Can you give us, is there any clues, Robin? How, how would you describe this couple? I, w- I would descri- describe them as quintessentially mid-noughties. They, they were the, I, I guess, uh, would I say the, the, the start of Geek Chic? Okay, okay, this is where I thought you were. Okay, so this is what I was asking. So, Gronya, when you were singing that song, was that meant to be the OC theme tune by Phantom Planet? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Okay, so you were singing those two things by Phantom Planet, who, by the way, I saw that band live in, in Camden and met Jason Schwartzman, who had just finished filming with Bill Murray. Just saying. Oh, my God. And I met them because I was so into that um, song. So you were singing that, which, of course, was the OC. So I presume you're talking about Seth and Summer from the OC, but in real life? 
So Adam Brody and, um, oh, Christ, what's her name? Adam Brody. And then she ended up going out and hating Christensen after him. What's her name? Um, oh, you know who I'm talking about, the brunette. Give me an initial. Give me an initial. Give me an initial. R.B. Rachel Biley. Rachel Biley. Rachel Biley. That's it. Rachel but No, 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 no. Rachel, Rachel Bilson. Bilson. Yeah. Bilson. Bilson. <laughs> Rachel Bilson. We got there. Rachel Bilson, Adam Brody. Oh, what a dream. I was obsessed. I had him and her at separate times as the screensaver on my work <laughs> computer. Nice. So everyone could see. I was like, I watched the OC. Have you heard about it? It's the best. <laughs> yeah. So I'm ready. Dive on in. I'm here. Let's go. Can I just say, hearing you figure out who the couple was, was genuinely like a Rain Man moment. <laughs> it was like or a beautiful mind. It was like a crossover. I, I particularly enjoyed the word Bilson being shouted six times in a row. That was, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't edit that out, by the way, producers. Let's keep that in. <laughs> it's, it's very important that I got there. All right. What an incredible couple. I love your choice. Go on. Thank you. So, Robin, talk us through why when we emailed you about this podcast, was this the first couple that popped into your head? It was immediate. There was no there was no <laughs> thought process in any way. I just, I don't know. I don't know whether it was a very formative show for me. I would have been like, when it started, what, it was 2003. Um, so I would have been 13 going on 14. Um, and I feel like it was... I guess I really resonated with Adam Brody's character, Seth, because it was maybe one of the first times a sort of slightly sensitive guy was displayed on camera as potentially being a love interest. Watching it back, you know, as an adult now, it's like, okay, maybe maybe there's a few incel vibes going on, but we we can talk about that later, maybe. Um, But I I found it was um, a very sweet show and very funny. You're 2003, you're 13. Yeah. Are you sort of popular girls? What's your experience of romance? That's very sweet they're asking both of those questions to me. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I hadn't kissed a girl. I don't think I'd had a girlfriend. I wasn't like super popular, but I also wasn't like unpopular. I think like I'd kind of worked out that I could make people laugh and I was kind of like existing amongst like different friendship groups but i feel like a few of people i once i basically i tried to style myself off, off seth cohen uh, a few years later sort of the white shirt black tie that was a vibe yeah that was a vibe for a lot of boys i think so and i have <laughs> sort of like c- quite sort of curly thick hair so i was like oh my goodness it's like he's basically like me i once took a picture of adam Brody to the barbers and said could you make me look like him and the barber said no i was like okay fair. I mean- <laughs> Robin, you don't not look like Adam. I mean, I can still, I can still see it. He's still there. The hair, the glasses. I can this still is, see his. This influence. is the nicest podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> I can still see this. No, but, but honestly, I don't think my dress sense has changed, and all my style has changed at all since kind of like 2007. I think that's. Is still that a good thing or a bad thing? Who knows? Wrong podcast. But either way, <laughs> to say, in the, let us know in the comments. Why not? <laughs> I like it because you're in your mid 30s, so you're now the right age to pay, play a teenager yeah, exactly. in a teen drama. <laughs> I can finally do those self tapes now, finally. Okay, so let's have a look at the couple. So, first of all, big important question Rachel Bilson, Adam Brody, are they match star sign wise? <laughs> well, good question. So, Rachel Bilson, Virgo, Adam Brody, Sagittarius. So, according to star sign match, they say these partners could have a lot of fun even though Virgo that's Rachel Bilson can be quite demanding and critically their love life can be satisfying but the main difference is in their elements Sagittarius is a fire sign that's Adam and they will passionately force things until they reach their goal which means they only have 
a 30% love match. Wow. Yikes. Again, as every single other couple on this show has been so far, we've yet to have a star sign match. Really? Yeah, we've had 50-50s, but never a full, full match. it do you could know be because ones... it's all meaningless. That could be sure. don't, don't say <laughs> that. It's real. Don't say that. Um, do you know what star signs match? Like which ones go well together? Well, I know on about our third date, me and my now fiance. <gasps> yes. Did I've I got, know I'm that? Like, uh, hang on a sec. Yeah, Robin, I've got, no, you didn't know that. I've got a much less romantic version of your story. I was going to say, she basically copied you. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend went to New York. He proposed to me when I was hungover and like coming down from trying cannabis gummies for the first time. I said yes, then went into this whole like beer fear, paranoia, temporary call the engagement off. Like in the space of 12 hours. Sure. Went from engaged to not engaged. And then the next morning I woke up and I felt so guilty that then I proposed to him. Yeah. Nice. And, so, and are your star signs that like... No. So on our third date, we were drunk and we looked up our star sign and every single website said we were a terrible match. Okay. So we went from like giggly drunk to like, oh, let's stop doing this. <laughs> Well, on the bright side, Grania, your career is on the up and up. I'm fine. So you could be on this podcast one day. That's yeah. someone's future couple. So don't worry about it. Either way, you win. Either we're talking about your couple Ima- or you get to be in love. Those are the options. Imagine going on someone's podcast and bringing up someone's ex of the host of the podcast you go on. What a but you guys were so inspiring to me. Yeah. <laughs> so Rachel and... Adam, what's the background? So Adam, born in 1979 to quite a middle class California family. None of his family are in the business. He uh, gets into acting. He, apparently he was like a bit of a surfer. Like he was, you know, like even though we sort of know him as this archetypal geek, he was a bit of a surfer, very laid back. And the OC was like with his big acting break. Rachel Bilson, born in 1981, comes from a real showbiz family. She's the daughter of a writer, director, producer, and her mum is a sex therapist. Nice. nice. Which I think is very, very American. Chantelle, is that right? Yeah, all of our moms are sex therapists. That's, yeah, it's, it's like by law to be a mother in America, you have to be a sex therapist or sex worker, whichever, I forget. But either way, details, details. <laughs> so she grows up and she's a child actor. So the OC isn't really her first break in the industry. She sort of grew up in it and they both grew up in Jewish households. Adam's both parents are Jewish. Rachel's dad is Jewish. So they have that in common. They meet on the set of the OC and very quickly fall in love. So this is what Rachel says about when they first got together. She says um, she started questioning her feelings for Adam, after Seth and Summer kissed for the first time during the sixth episode of the season. I remember after shooting the scene where I kiss him, like I remember thinking, do I like Adam? And I remember thinking after work, maybe I feel like it was the last scene I shot that day, being like, wait, do I like Adam? And that's when those wheels started turning. So basically, she said they just had to kiss so much that she was like, oh, I guess I fancy you now. Right. That's nice. That's he just forced her into it. Yeah. Sort of war of attrition. <laughs> he wore her down. So I guess with this couple, it's a bit like they were 
of a moment. Now, this is, okay, so this is my issue I have looking back at old episodes of the OC. I remember when this came out and it was like, oh yeah, Adam is like the nerdy guy. He's super nerdy. And how could he be with Summer? Because she's so hot and he reads comic books. But now you just look at him and be like, he's an incredibly handsome man who just wears cardigans. I had that issue from the start. He was always just this like Hollywood gorgeous guy. He's like, but he's a geek. It's like, he's stunning. <laughs> like he's a beautiful man. He's tall. He's good looking. He's got all his hair. He's gorgeous. But yeah, he wore like a shirt with a collar. <laughs> that was it. That was it, wasn't it? It was uh, knitwear and I guess slightly not like completely like ripped. I guess that and those are the like, two things. He's into Death Cab for Cutie and that made him, that made him a dork. Yeah. Because it was him. Is that what you were into, Robin? That is what I've based my entire life off. <laughs> Death Cab for Cutie, Bright Eyes. Yeah. All that. Seeing, really? seeing, seeing Bright Eyes in September. Very excited. Oh, nice. Well, I'm genuinely jealous. <laughs> I've never got to see them. I was, I was supposed to see them when I was at 17 and they cancelled. And then I was supposed to see them during the pandemic. They cancelled. So this year apparently is going to It's happen. the one. It's the one. It's happening. And then I can finally change my appearance. <laughs> <laughs> So it felt like on the OC, there were sort of two different types of masculinity. There was Adam Brody, who was like, oh, I'm a nerd. And then there was Ryan, Ryan, Ryan who was Misha Barton's love interest on the show. And he was like the trouble bad boy who was always in a white tank top and he was always like punching walls. He was yeah. a white tank top with a little chain. He was like was the a- sort of the Paul Mascal of his, of his <laughs> he era. He really was. Yeah. <laughs> And were you sort of thinking, okay, were you sort of like, imagine like a, like as a teenage boy, the Ryan, I can't say any, Ryan, um, was quite intimidating, but then the Seth character was quite sort of, as like achievable. Yeah, totally. It's attainable, isn't it? It's, it's that thing of, uh, yeah, someone who's not alpha and I've never been in a fight. I don't want to do that, but I like music and jumpers, so I can, I can do that, can't I? So we've been, but the, but again, sort of looking back, sort of there's bits of that and how Seth Cohen treats certain women in his life that is really like manipulative and toxic, and I think that sort of like beta male idea of, but I'm sensitive, that friend zone idea of yeah. like if, if I'm a nice guy, then I did, then I've earned your love. Yeah. And if I'm a nice guy, it's unfair. If yeah, you totally. Don't like me back. Remember the episode where he has Anna and Summer fighting for him, and Anna writes him the comic book, and then Summer turns up dressed up as Wonder Woman. And I was like, this is literally his idea of women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one yeah. of them is Wonder Woman, and one of them writes the comic book. Yeah. It's, um, it's and also as amazing as Summer looked as Wonder Woman, I was like, she wrote you a whole comic book, mate. But that took her hours. Yeah, <laughs> she just put a costume on. Like, come yeah, on. Exactly, she gave you intellectual property. Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. <laughs> well, so that's interesting. So again, Rachel Bilson spoke about that because they, you know, she's got a podcast now where she talks about what it was like working on the. God, OC. everyone does these days. <laughs> <laughs> And she says she got defensive while rewatching the season one of The O.C. She says, when Seth is in the bedroom with Anna and she goes to kiss him, I see Samara slipping tongue. I'm watching it and she slipped the tongue and I get transported back to 18 years ago and I get a little jealous. I'm like, what are you doing? Slipping tongue in his mouth. It was like a real life triangle playing out as I'm watching it. I saw the tongue and I was like, there is no tongue in television. That's a great quote. She sounds she sounds secure. Yeah. <laughs> so what so the whole love triangle was some 
Samara. I might, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. I think it's pronounced differently and I've now forgotten. Do you remember, Robin? It's some weird... Pro- it's like... Oh God, someone listening to this is screaming it, but it's not Samara. I don't she, think she will always be Anna for me. She's always Anna to me. Yeah. So Anna, she was sort of the other nerdy girl. And then mm-hmm. Summer was like the dream, like popular cheerleader yeah. type. But Anna was perfect for Seth. I loved Anna and Seth. Did you like Anna and Seth, Robin? Or were you uh, Summer and Seth for life? No, I was, I was uh, a complete Anna convert. And then as it got on, I thought, well, it's nice that you know Seth Seth got summer but um no it was always Anna always how do you feel do you have you followed the actress who plays Anna on any sort of social media in the past few years I haven't but I was um am I right in thinking that she she's quite right wing or is that I'm upset she is the biggest Trump fan is she (gasps) no I knew there was something oh it's like would it? Uh, she's one of those people I sort of like car crash follow on Instagram because it's oh you know you're just like goodness. oh my god it's a lot. Well then I she's hope take- you pronounce her name wrong. <laughs> 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 so did you, Robin, in your sort of like little teenage little little Welsh Robin? Did you have your own summer? Did you was there? So you sort of see okay. So here's this guy. He's using the whole I'm nerd. I'm nerdy to get the really popular cute girl did you sort of try and attempt sort of similar wiles I, I, I don't think well yes and no like not when I was like basically my wife my wife was we went to school together and she was in a much more popular group of friends than I was and I always fancied her but she didn't know who I was and then we eventually hooked up in a vodka revolutions when we were both 19 and now we are married with two children Real life, the re- summer. Real life the and real improved. Life and, and my yeah. wife is so right wing. It is insane. <laughs> she is such a bigot. <laughs> That's so romantic. That so really you're like is. the real life getting together with your high school sweetheart. Yeah, like it's you're, it's it's high school sweetheart, but like with an asterisk because like we never got together at school. It was like. What, second, third year of uni. You know what I mean? Like it was. Uh, but I always say like we met in we went to the same school, but she didn't know who the fuck I was. But that's better. I genuinely think like all men, and I know this is very heteronormative, but in male female relationships, every single man, the woman is absolutely doing the man a favor. I don't care. <laughs> every single man in a relationship with a woman should just be like, thank you, thank you. You're out of my league. I am grateful. That yeah. should just be the starting point. Well, I say that every morning. <laughs> that's how you still marry those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back to the early noughties. So when you sort of like when you, when you were watching the OC and you saw these two and you found out those two were were in a couple together, like what would you imagine Adam Brody and Rachel Bilson, <laughs> Mila Kunis, and Leighton Meister in my head are all the same person. Oh, they're very similar. Who's Leighton Meister? Leighton well, Meister. She was Gossip Girl. Gossip oh, Girl. She was yeah. kind of like the next Rachel Bilson. And so, the Kunis was with Macaulay Culkin and Al Ashton Kutcher. Who's now married oh, well, to Adam Brody? Yeah, sorry. It's all very, yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's all very connected. She's coming to... I, I didn't give that away. I was being good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you imagine... Cronio when... really pissed off. I'm so now. sorry. I should, I'm going to end the whole podcast. Okay, <laughs> but, but I will divorce my wife. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Adam 
and Rachel, what would you imagine, like a date night, it's the early noughties, they've invited you on a date for some reason. Yeah. You're ha- you and, you know, your, your, your wife have transported back to early noughties, California. Yeah. What do you imagine date night with Rachel and Adam being like? Sure. I mean, we're both, we're both 14, so it's weird. <laughs> um, I, I just think it would be like the OC. We'd go and get a burger on the pier and then we'd go to the bait shop and we'd watch Death Cab or The You'd Killers. definitely go see a band. He would yeah. definitely be taking you to see a band. Like, it's like, I got, I got a guest list. I was like, that is so fucking Yeah, don't cool. worry, man. And yeah. it's back to, like, Lindsay Lohan might arrive and everybody's wearing Van Dutch baseball caps. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... um. Yeah, totally. Like Von what? Dutch. Von it Dutch. is Von Dutch. I, I was just Von thinking Dutch. of sort of like Timberlake and Britney, like that kind I of... Was, Timberlake would definitely be around, yeah. And for some reason, I've got be- the Beckham's denim outfit from like the early 2000s in my head, which mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought of that immediately. Maybe I need to work on that. No, I, <laughs> I could see you and your girlfriend slash fiancé slash wife in... A Beck matching it's the <laughs> early noughties. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I was in a lot of rip curl in 2003. Oh, um, yeah. Did you have some uh, a puka shell necklace, perhaps? Oh, I do, I, oh, yeah. No, one of those like stretchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. One of there those. You go. My best I think fr- Adam may have rocked that once in a I while. I think probably. My best friend had one of those until he was like 20. And then finally, like he wore it for about six years. Like as, as in he, that was his identity. Did someone sit him down and be like, mate, come on. I think time. so, yeah. It's like when you have to tell your friend to cut off the wristbands from all the festivals they've oh, been to. It's man, like, yeah. dude, you're going to university, no one cares that you went to Reading six yeah, years ago, yeah. mate, we're over it. Th- that's not a yeah. personality. Yeah, come that's on, not, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're filthy now, it's really yeah, gross. Yeah, it's so great. I, I did that, I went to Freshers Week with, with my Reading oh, wristbands. No, on. Because it? Because I thought it was like a conversation starter. I, I went and to V Festival yeah. once, <laughs> Who'd you see? Who'd you see? What 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 A levels did you do? I see Travis Live, mate. What have you done? <laughs> oh man, I I I I don't know at what point. It was definitely in first year that I cut them off. But um, yes. Well, that I mean that would if if Adam Brody had been British, he would have had a wrist covered in British wristbands. Do you Seth think so? Would have been doing that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the same vibe. It's the same vibe. It was a very band T-shirt thing as well, wasn't it? That era of kind of like I'm going to it advertise was. my hobbies. A tight band T-shirt it had to be tight as well. You oh yeah, do baggy yeah. anymore. What do you so Seth used? You know, he was geeky, and the girls were all like, "Oh my god, you read comic books." You, oh my God, you you like Marvel stuff. Wow, you're a fascinating person. And did you, like Teenage Robin, was there like any hobbies that you thought that girls would find you fascinating? Um, no, I, I never got into comic books or anything. I played bass guitar, which is there. I, I, cleared, I cleared out my mum's my garage the other day and I found my own bass. And also I, I joined a band with, um, this is, it wasn't 2003, this would have been 2004, 2005. I joined a band in school with my friend Steve, his friend Pete, and Steve's girlfriend Jess, who lives around the corner from me now and just plays drums. And we're going to have a jam next week. How cool is that? Oh, After like 15 years. That um, is so 
and week. It, and it's, it, do you think so? <laughs> I, we're going to make like she's 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 got a young kid and she's quite heavily pregnant. And I, what I wanted, we're going to play all the songs that we like, some forty one and Michael Michael Romance. And also, what I want to do is I want to make pop punk versions of the kids theme tune songs that our kids watch. Things like Hey Dougie and make pop punk versions of those, and that will be our niche. We're going to start. Up, we're going to become mega famous as, as band that mates. Stuff's, that stuff's coming back with Generation Z now as well. So I think you could do well with this. Pop punk is also wildly easy. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I am I am so not skillful perfect. in any way. I um slight side note: this the same the same uh, best friend who had the stretchy uh, bead necklace. It's his. He got married during lockdown. Like I, I'm his best man, so I couldn't plan a stag do for him because it all got cancelled. But it's been delayed for ages, and he wanted to go sailing around the Isle of Wight, which is quite Seth Cohen, actually. But then, Very Seth Cohen, well remembered <laughs> on the cold summer. But then I saw that My Chemical Romance are playing in Cardiff, where we live, on the Saturday of his weekend. So I cancelled the Shut boat up. trip and we're all going to go and see My Chem. Shut Ken. up. Oh yes, my God, you're going to see MCR. Yes, as like 33-year-olds. <laughs> going to see MCR. That's who's going to see MCR. That's, that's what it's for. That's literally what we thought. It's Whenever just I see of- MCR, by the way, I know it's meant to mean Manchester. I never see that. I always see my chemical romance. Yeah, yeah. Throughout that whole Ariana Grande horrible Manchester tragedy, yeah. I was like, was was MCR playing? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, bl- the Black Parade? What is this? <laughs> With Ariana? Cool. I yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice mashup. I like it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Grind, I've gone off. <laughs> So they go out. They are sort of like the it boys and girls of the uh, celebrity scene, you know, naughty's celebrity glamour. And then sadly, spoiler alert, they break up. So they break up in 2006, just as the OC is ending. If that wasn't bad enough, there is a kicker because Rachel Bilson revealed in an interview, we broke up at the very end. And there wasn't much for them to film after the breakup. But then the writers found out that they had split. So mm-hmm. they decided it'd be really funny to have a storyline where their characters get married. So I'm, one of the very great. last scenes that they shot was their wedding. And also, do you also remember in the OC how they had, remember how the writers of the OC were making fun of Laguna Beach for basically copying the OC? And they had a fake Laguna Beach in the OC. And in the Laguna Beach show, there was a couple like Seth and Summer that were together. And the characters of Seth and Summer would talk about that couple. It was very meta. And then after Rachel and Adam broke up, the characters of Seth and Summer talked about the couple that was like them in the Laguna Beach show and said, oh my God, they've broken up and they have to work together. It must be a nightmare. It was so meta. You've got a bit beautiful You've gone beautiful mind again. <laughs> no, it, it was incredibly meta. But it was so it was so meta. So they made them as characters discuss another TV show within the show with characters like them breaking up, like they really did, and then still had them as characters get married as well. Yeah, it was it, they really put them through the ringer, which it, I loved because the it, last season, by the way, of the OC is bonkers. It's they go f- and they must it's have known that it was getting canned. They just yeah, they oh, went definitely. fucking wild. It's incredible. Highly recommend it. Like skip the whole thing, just watch that season. It's just <laughs> mental. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Yeah, it's real sort of Dali-esque. It's <laughs> Yeah, it really is. It's just wackadoo. <laughs> cuz looking back like cuz I I watched a few clips on YouTube and it was like all, everybody it's it's like all the parent characters were all in their early 30s. It's so I know. Odd. They were hot. They were, he was still pretty young. He was like in his early. Wasn't Adam like twenty? Wasn't any, were any of them young? <laughs> I, I oh, Misha he Barton was, was. Misha Barton was seventeen. Oh, she was she? Young. Was she the Yeah, she one? was actually young. There's always one that's like actually young, and the rest of them are like in their twenties. <laughs> just trying. No, but I mean, like even. 
But like even the character, you know, you're you're watching it and you're identifying obviously with the, the, the teenagers in it. But just now watching it, I'm just like, I think I'm older than the parents in this. <laughs> I really, um, I really resonated with uh, Peter Gallagher's character. Who <gasps> oh, was, so uh, hot as well. Sandy Thank Cohen, you can't stop him. Who released an album when the OC finished with, um, I think in the show he sings Don't Give Up On Me. And I ha- I think I have that on my iTunes, like that, him singing that so- that single. It's a banger. So in a way, you could say, Robin, that you started off being like Seth, mm-hmm. but now, now that you're recording your own music, you're now Peter Gallagher. <laughs> but I have, I have grown up. I think that's a very generous way of, <laughs> of talking about me. Yeah, yeah. I think I've, I've grown from Seth to Sandy. Do you remember when they were a couple? Do you remember them being in lots of magazines and TV shows and everywhere? Or do you just remember liking watching the TV show knowing, oh my God, they're actually a real couple. Those I think I, the, the, the latter. I don't think I ever saw any interview or any talk show. I think because it was kind of, I guess, pre-YouTube where I couldn't have gone on these deep dives. But I remember, mm. what, but I remember when I was kind of maybe uni, 2006, 2007, searching for... Adam Brody online to see what he was wearing so I could buy similar clothes. What I miss, it really reminds me of, you know, like you're a teenager and into your 20s as well, you kind of, like your personality is like, you feel like, I buy the outfit for my personality. So I'm like a lovable geek. So I just dress like a lovable geek. And then that's, you sort of like cast yourself like you're in a sitcom. Yeah, totally. Wait, wait, have you guys stopped doing that? (laughs) Are we meant to stop? I thought that was still a thing. Oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close all tabs saying kooky girl next door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I had to cancel this ukulele order. Because <laughs> we did, because I think we did, like, especially him and like a lot of like the, like Pacey from Dawson's Creek and stuff like that. You just go, oh yeah, they're the, the nerd. Because the nerdy guy will be, he's incredibly handsome, but like, grateful to be with you because he can't really get a girlfriend and you have this fantasy where that actor will be like i'm such a dork thanks for returning my phone call it all goes back to woody allen it all goes back to woody allen the geeky funny guy if we take away woody allen's real life issues let's say (laughs) if we think of just the character he played he created this kind of i'm the funny geeky non-threatening guy and i'll worship you as this beautiful woman and i get all the ladies and all the women want me because i'm an intellectual and i'm funny and i'm into geeky cool things like poetry and fucking records or whatever and there's a there's a line from woody allen and annie hall to to adam to seth in in the OC. That's really fair. And then I guess... It starts off at Paceyville in Dawson's Creek. You were right about that, Grania. Yeah, and then I guess sort of... um, Chandler. 500 Days of Summer, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that kind of... That film would not exist without the OC, without uh, without Seth. Heavily mean. I guess anything Zach Braff. Zach Braff as a human being... (laughs) <laughs> Zach, it ended. It ended with um, the Zach Brack movie. He's the one that killed it. Yeah. The, what, what was his? That, I can't even say the name of it. His that fucking. God with his say. Sp- oh, I love that one. film no, so much. No, no, no. Thank you, dude. I loved, loved past tense. Oh, loved. Okay. I haven't, I haven't watched it since I was probably about sixteen. But I remember 
Yeah, I... I uh, Be like, I, oh, this guy gets it, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, jeez. I feel like you were radicalised by mid noughties indie films. It's totally, Robin. but I've got a picture of a Wes Anderson film behind me. <laughs> I don't think how it's you, changed. How did you not become an incel, as you said? How did you become a nice man? <laughs> totally. Right? This is like, I, I, I wrote an Edinburgh show kind of about that. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, th- I think, like, decent men around me because i think like like if you if you did surround yourself with that and kind of believe the hype of it i think that is such an easy way to to be Mm. and i think i guess now online not to make it too serious but like i guess communities online now are so obvious of where those kind of men who feel victimized can find each other that's why it's happening so much more now isn't it whereas i had to ask to i had to share the family computer with my brother so I couldn't spend all day online. Oh, thank God for bullying older brothers. There we go. Thank you, thank goodness for fifty-six K modems. That's what that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Bad motives and toxic masculinity actually works out in the end, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So let's strip it all back. Let's go back to nature. They balance each other. Yeah. <laughs> so they break up. OC is over. Adam Fleth um, meets Leighton Meister of Gossip Girl fame, who I'm convinced is the same person as Rachel Bilson. Mm-hmm. He meets her while filming the next film he was on, The Oranges. They become engaged in 2013, married in 2014, and they now have two babies. Which they named Seth and Summer. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, <laughs> Rachel gets together with Hayden Christiansen, oh, Darth Vader them. himself. They sort of are on off together for a little bit. Then they have a daughter before finally splitting in 2017. I looked up, apparently she was dating Bill Hader. She was, very recently, very recently. Very recently, but uh, the internet thinks they've split up. Yeah, they did. They had their big red carpet debut, and that was the end of that, basically. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Imagine the stress of that in a new relationship, having to sort of like debut it for, for the paps and stuff. That's so intense, isn't it? A big moment they had to come out, especially someone like those two are relatively private now. I think after what she went through with Hayden and Adam to an extent, she stayed pretty off the grid, which is a polite way of saying her career died. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> What do you mean? She's got a podcast. I'm, I'm hey, I'm here for Rachel all day, especially when she gets her freckles out. I love Rachel nonstop. I'm here for her. I think she's great, whatever she does. So, with all this in context, even though life is nuanced and who, you know, we're all in different places, when you think of Robin, the breakup of Rachel Bilson and Adam Brody after the split, who do you think thrived and who do you think just survived? You kind of have to say Brody, I think. I, even though his career, like he didn't do much acting wise. It only feels like the last couple of years he's been in. Like he's got like a few things on Netflix. Um, and have you it. seen the little film called Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Because he was in it for about five minutes. Yeah. Excuse me. So that was the thing that I, so. I thought about this when I chose them. I have not seen a single other thing with him in, and I think that's out of choice. <laughs> I think I think at the back of my head, I don't want him to not be like Seth because that would shatter something for me. If it helps, he's always like Seth. Then what am I doing him. here? I'm going to log <laughs> on to Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah, they hire him to be. Can you do that Seth thing? He's like, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. He just does Seth. <laughs> We need an Adam Brody type. And he's like, I'm here, guys, got you. <laughs> yeah. You will not be upset. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I, I feel like f- for me, he didn't kind of, um, you know, you think of kind of like teen stars in 
shows and then they go into you know some break into movies and things i think he never became that leading man but um he seems to have a decent ish career and rachel bilson was in a film with zach braff and <laughs> that's uh probably the end of it for her so adam brody may have won the splish but luckily him and rachel bilson are still really good friends he guested on her podcast <laughs> I mean, do you think do you think she'll come on ours? <laughs> <laughs> so they seem to be still, you know, they're still, you know, thriving. They still both look fabulous. They probably still, they're probably at the age where they could play parents, parents. of Summer and Seth. Whenever they reboot the OC, which is they inevitable any well day now, them. any yeah. day now. Well, it's interesting because he was asked, Adam was asked about it and he said that he doesn't think they should reboot it because I think maybe in the North, he's whole like bling, decadence, really rich teenagers fit of the times, whereas now it probably would be a bit, it could be, it'd be like Sex and the City. They'd have to all be learning about transgender people for the first time. Yeah, it would be. They'd have to really shoehorn in a lot of diversity in that show because yeah. I think looking back from that angle, it probably hasn't aged particularly Oh man, well. <laughs> it, it is one of the wisest shows, I think, ever wise. to be existing. I was going to say, the they're in LA, Los Angeles, and the guy from the wrong side of the tracks is just a white dude from the yeah, Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> have one final question to ask you Robin. Mm -hmm. There is a single lady out there that we are desperately trying to find a love match for. We're not saying she needs a love match because no woman of her stature does. We're just saying we would like to see someone to love her. So can you, in your expertise think of anyone who you think would be a good match for Cher? Okay. Do they need to be single? Not necessarily because I mean it's Cher. If anyone could steal a man it's Cher. She's like a walking Sure, 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 sure. Um, and I think most women would happily step aside. I, I would step aside. It's all yours. I, w- I would ask for a payment, but I would step aside. <laughs> I'd just be like, dude, does that mean I get to meet Cher? Yeah, that would exactly. be my <laughs> first question. <laughs> Is there a handover period where yeah. we sort of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we do a threesome, Cher? <laughs> um, one name came straight into my head. Ooh. Stanley Tucci. We've had him before. No He's way! A I like this. No, this is good. No, this He's is good. Player. This is good. Yeah, yeah. I think he is a Cher Allen. I think um, that film burlesque had more effect than people realize. You can stick with Stanley. You haven't got to try and be you. The heart wants with the heart. The heart wants with the heart ones. We're not trying to give it the award for originality here. We just want to see the woman fall in love. Yeah. And does it need to be romantic level? Can it be platonic? No, she's got enough platonic friends. I need someone to give her a good railing. Sure. <laughs> I was going to suggest the Ian McKellen. <laughs> no, I do. Well, if anyone could turn him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like to, I used to live around the corner from her. I used to go drinking in his pub in um, in East London and in the hope that I'd just one day bump into him. And I never did. And then I was walking with my son in the park and he strolled past me in this big <gasps> leather, like, trench coat. With the like, scarf and the hat? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think Cher transcends gender. I really do. Mm-hmm. So and sexuality. I think, yeah, yeah, I, I think Ian McGallum would be like, you know what? It's Cher, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, but what, what, sorry, what gay man's going to turn down Cher yeah. for yeah, God's yeah, sake? Totally. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, he's in. That's great. Stanley, okay, great. And, Stanley and Ian, he can, she can hang, she can have them both. Yeah. I think, Together, I think there may be enough men for her. I think where so Ian gets a little bit tired, he tags in Tucci. 
And he's like, hi, honey, I'm here. And he just turns up languid for the evening. And so Ian's just there, just in the corner, just sort of like (laughs) swilling a brandy. (laughs) And if Cher is getting a little bit stroppy, maybe she's being a bit moody, he can just go, it shall not pass. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) He'll just call her a silly bitch and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Robin. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. Robin, is there any... Thing that you want our listeners to hear about or where can we find you? Um, I think just Google Robin Morgan comedy. There is a very famous feminist from the 1960s called Robin Morgan who is still number one on Google, but I will surpass her one day and thus <laughs> I will stop being a feminist that day. Um, <laughs> but I also host a podcast with Leila Navabi and Priya Hall called Here to Judge where we go on basically Am I the Arsehole threads on Reddit and we work out who's the arsehole and it's a lot of fun and they're two brilliant comics. Oh, Amazing. so you've definitely come across a lot of those in. So well, I think been discussing you, it. you know, you brought on Rachel Bilson and Adam Brody, and then you revealed that you and your wife are the real Rachel Bilson and Adam Brody. So it all came full circle, guys. It was all a massive arrogant choice. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Brody, fuck Bilson. <laughs> <laughs> the way they were is an Amanda Redman production, produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So. Email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they were. were.